Chapter 1 A weird tiger compound outside a remote Lithuanian village, 80 miles from the Polish border, June 16th. It had to be tonight. Now, while the house was quiet, while the pride leader and his henchmen were out of town and the human guards they'd left behind were sleeping, right now, before someone came in and discovered what she'd done. Tabby closed her eyes and swallowed hard, guilt and fear clogging her throat. Her gaze skittered to the floor, then away. Dear God, she could scarcely believe she'd really done it, but the guard had left her no other choice. She eased off the bed, trying to ignore the complaints of her broken skin and bruised muscles. Where tigers healed rapidly, especially if they shifted into their tiger forms. But there was no time for that now. If she could just stay alive long enough, she'd be okay. Wincing, she pulled on jeans and a t-shirt and secured her flyaway waist-length hair in a ponytail. After she'd gathered the few personal items she owned, she removed a loose floorboard and retrieved the neck bags she'd hidden underneath. It had taken her six months of planning and scheming to make the bags and gather the needed supplies and some critical information, but she and the children couldn't travel without these minimal necessities. The guard's body lay cooling beside the bed. Tabby had originally planned to overpower him when he locked her away at night, but his ever-rampant lust and cruelty had forced her to kill him. She cringed at the claw marks on his face and the gaping wound in his neck. But his fate had been decided the moment the pain from his fists caused her to shift. At least this time, she'd escaped being raped. She knelt and emptied his pockets, but pulled out only crumpled money, coins, and rolls of hard candy. Damn it all. Where were the keys? He had them when he came in, because he'd locked the door behind him. Struggling to control her mounting panic, she rolled him over and almost passed out from relief when she heard the metal-on-metal jingle. She unhooked the keychain from his belt loop, grabbed the bags, and crept to the door. In her rush to get out of the room, she fumbled the keys and dropped them. The harsh clatter as they hit the floor echoed through the silent house, nearly stopping her heart. Shit! She held her breath and listened. Nothing. Either she'd gotten lucky and hadn't woken the guards, or they were lying in wait for her. Get a move on, ordered a little voice in her mind. It was too late to back out now. After a few minutes of trial and error, she found the right key, unlocked the door, and peered out into the deserted hallway. She prayed the dead man in her room had been the only one on duty tonight. If so, by the time the other guards discovered their absence, she and the children would be far away from here. If not, she shoved the thought away, locked the door behind her, and slipped into the shadows of the dimly lit corridor. Tiptoeing down the hall to the third door on the right, she unlocked it and snuck inside. Wake up, cat, she whispered at the first bed. It's time to leave. The four-year-old lichen blinked and yawned. Eyes awake, Tabby. Is we escaping now? Yes, but you have to be quiet. We can't make a sound, or the bad men will catch us. Hello, I'll be good. I don't want more hittings. Oh, sweetheart. Tabby forced back the bitter tears stinging her eyes and gave Cat a hug. No child should have to live like this. You're the best good girl I know. Get your clothes on now, while I wake the others. She set the bags on the floor and went to the next bed and shook the sleeping weir leopard's shoulder. Echo woke quickly, without complaint or noise. They all knew the score. If the guards caught them, they'd lock them up so tight 
there wouldn't be the slightest chance of escape. Once the girls were awake and dressing, Tabby dashed across the hall to get Zane. The fourteen-year-old half-human, half-weir tiger opened his eyes with a jolt of fear Tabby understood all too well. She put a finger to her lips. He nodded, threw back the covers, and climbed out of bed fully dressed. He even had his sneakers on. She blinked. How did you know it would be tonight? She whispered at a decibel too low for his human roommates to hear. Didn't, he said equally quiet. Been going to bed in my clothes every night, just in case. Tabby shook her head. Zane never failed to surprise her. He picked up his pillow, revealing a small cache of clothes, one thin spiral notebook, a squashed candy bar, and a battered paperback book, all he had to show for the eleven years he'd spent in this hellhole. Tabby's heart ached for him. Someday.